Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode episode of the AWPT podcast. I'm Tara and today I am joined by Kayla and we're going to be talking all about our latest course starting next Tuesday, all about women's programming, anatomy and biomechanics. So welcome back, Kayla. I feel like it's been a little while since you've been on the potty. I know. It's so strange being back on my own podcast. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I miss it. Yeah, well, it's great to have you back. How have you been? What have you been up to? I have been very well, been very busy behind the scenes of AWPT. We're really like on the business end because I know everybody loves hearing about business. Like we're really starting to refine how we do things. We're starting to refine our courses. Everything is starting to come together. And I've had a lot of conversations lately about business and about how it works and you know what I'm doing at the moment and all the changes that are happening and things like that and the biggest thing is really like yes like I've changed you know my direction personally with what I love doing however there's still the AWPT which is building in the background and I'm more on the back end of that now and we're really starting to just build out like the big vision of what I always envisioned, which is like having those deeper dive courses into AWPT, because if if no one knows the story or if you, you're listening and you don't know the story, you haven't been following from the very start, it started out as an eight-week course back in COVID that I created, and it absolutely just took off um, bigger than I ever expected. And so now it's really about diving deeper into the different topics that were in AWPT because uh, like that course is there's so much value in that course and we've had such great feedback from everyone but I just felt like you know for example two lectures on anatomy biomechanics and programming and then one lecture on nutrition and and two lectures on um women's um pregnancy and postpartum and then menopause like one lecture things like that. It just wasn't enough. And so it's a really great overview for anyone who's thinking about doing it of just like seeing which area you want to upskill in first, because it really is about building layers and layers and layers. And the layers that we've included have actually followed my journey along with Mm. it as well. So I'm a physio by trade. So my jam and my like bread and butter is anatomy, biomechanics, programming, all things training. And then I dove deeper into like the menstrual cycle stuff and we had a menstrual cycle course and now that's evolved even further into our female specific nutrition course run by our head of nutrition, Amy, who is the smartest person I know in this area. And, you know, we've got that course and that course is building. And then we had well, yeah. before that, we had the mentorship and that was that was what you were in and, and the yeah. six-month program there. And, you know, the, the mentorship is like the bee's knees, but it's also not accessible to everyone. So I was like, why haven't we 
created an anatomy course like yeah. this is where yeah. we started this is how like why have I not created a course in anatomy programming biomechanics like it's crazy um because you know with the mentorship there's that practical component and it is really great but if it's not accessible to everyone for whatever reason it's like well we have this 10-week course here where it's actually just going to increase your confidence so much as a as a um as a coach so I am super excited yeah. for that, which is, is launching next week, our first round. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And I think one of the big questions that we get asked the most in our DMs are sort of like, what's the difference between the AWPT eight-week course and then this new one? Um, and you sort of touched on it then, but obviously the eight-week one, you've got two lectures on anatomy and biomechanics, whereas in this one, you've got 10. So it's a much, much deeper dive. Um, do you want to go into what is sort of being covered in the 10 weeks that this course runs for? Yeah, for sure. So in AWPT, we cover like the differences in structure between men and women. And I cover basics of like the squat bench and deadlift strength programming, and then like rep ranges and programming for women as well. Um, in the 10-week course, we we have a recap of that. We have a recap in the structural differences between men and women. Um, some people will say there is no structural differences. I mean, please, like <laughs> women need to give birth. Women need to reproduce. There are so many like nuances in our own anatomy that have to occur for that to happen. And so this is going to change the way that we execute exercises and our biomechanics. So we, we have a recap in lecture one. Movement preparation is one of the biggest things that I see is not being done properly in the industry. And so we really mm -hmm. knuckle down on your movement preparation in lecture two and really speak about how you can effectively program your movement prep. And I don't call it warm up because we're literally preparing yeah. for the movements that we're going to be doing in the actual training session. And we break down, you know, the different planes of motion for the hip the the shoulder the spine which are our main hubs of stability and then we talk about you know the mobility of each of those and how we can get into the positions we're going to be working from as well as how to stabilize those joints because our nervous system plays a huge role in training and if we can't get into certain positions unloaded and being able to stabilize in those positions, we shouldn't be loading them because we're going to increase our risk of injury. So yeah. a correct movement preparation routine yeah. is going to not only minimize your risk of injury, but it's also going to maximize your training outcomes and performance within the actual session. So you're going to get, you know, yeah. enhanced training effects from being super stable. Um and having those joints, having that longevity of joints and having those joints really stable also is going to allow your muscles to like pull and create more tension, which is going to stimulate, you know, your hypertrophy, your strength output and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of the biggest things that I learned in the mentorship was all about sort of how to create an effective movement preparation sequence because I think a lot of the time when we have a little bit less education, we sort of go through a very, very generic warm-up sequence for like an upper body day or a lower body day, but then we're not actually thinking about, okay, well, what are the movements I'm 
actually about to do in the workout? And am I warming up and stabilizing those specific parts in the warm up or the movement prep sequence that I've programmed or that I'm doing? Um, or am I just like throwing around my arms and sort of like warming up the joints in quotation marks? And then the other thing too, even from a, um, from a male and female kind of perspective that I remember learning and finding really interesting in the mentorship was obviously as women, we typically have a little bit more mobility than, than males. And so it's so much more important for us to really focus on stability work when it comes to our movement prep, because we've got a bit more of that natural mobility. So doing all dynamic movements where we're sort of swinging around the joints is all well and good. But then if we don't remind the body how to actually stabilize that joint, then that's where the injuries happen rather than just like pulling, pulling things because we're hypermobile kind of thing. Yeah, that's such a great point that you just made. And I think, I think it is underdone and I think it's, it's, it's maybe mm. not properly understood. And it's also, there are, you know, some, you know, people quite high up in the industry who are very well respected, who are perpetuating like certain exercises that just, they're more rehab type exercises. Mm. And we've got to remember that like, we're not, treating rehab patients like there is a time and a place for certain exercises like quote-unquote activation exercises but you know I I sort of look at most of my clients as athletes in the making and and that's where I want to go with them and I I want I don't necessarily care whether you're gen pop and you don't have that um same goal it's still like but we can make training more effective for everyone involved yeah and and who doesn't want to make their training more effective right like I think we're kind of over the stage of just fluffing up programs for the sake of it and also just putting together like a whole bunch of exercises and calling it a program like if we can Mm -hmm. you know my sessions now I do four sessions a week and 45 minutes basically because I know how to program. I know how to make it effective. I know how to hit all my different muscle groups in different ranges over the course of, you know, a a micro cycle, like a, a weekly yeah. split. And like, you know, I'm not training for anything specifically, but like I still stay in shape. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm actually really quite happy with my body as it is. And it gives me time for other things because people are busy these days. Yeah. And If we also think about like the stress and load on the nervous system as well, you know, if we're doing things that are just redundant in our programming, then it's just undue stress on the nervous system and everyone is overstressed these days. And so therefore that's going to affect your recovery. It's going to affect your sleep. It's going to even affect your results because we don't actually create muscle or create gains when we're actually training it comes from when we recover and so if we're not recovering properly then again like we can see issues with menstrual cycle health we can see issues with like chronic health conditions we can see issues with sleep and all these other areas of our life are affected so let's like let's like up level up skill in these areas so that you know we can get better results for our clients but also we feel more confident in our programming as coaches Mm. and it saves us time 
saves us time. And then one of the things we talked about on the live that we did last week was how up leveling and upskilling in these kind of areas not only makes us more, you know, confident and competent coaches, but then it's only going to help us moving forward because not only are our clients getting more results, but then, you know, we're more specialized so that we could potentially, you know, charge more. We feel more competent. It helps with that whole sort of imposter syndrome that I think so many of us coaches feel um, because, yeah, you're just, you're more informed, you have a greater expertise and therefore your business can move in alignment with that as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's why a lot of coaches do struggle to maybe get clients, get business, get client results, you know, have the confidence to be able to program and get results for their clients because, you know, you're not taught this in your cert three and four. It's actually like, and I suppose it's any profession as well. You get qualified so that you can do it safely, but it doesn't mean you can do it, you know, really strategically and really like in the best possible way that you can do it. We all need to get like comfortable with the fact that we're always going to need to be upskilling. Like I've never gotten to a point, maybe when I finished like university, I was like, oh, I don't have to learn anything anymore. Lol. Like that was just the start. Um, And that was after five years of this. So um, yeah. And the the biggest thing that I really wanted to bring to this course as well is because anatomy can be boring. Like it can be quite dry if we're just kind of going, oh, he's like the the insertion and here's the origin, what the hell does that mean? But when we're actually applying it into our exercises and into our training, it becomes more interesting because then you as a coach, when you go into the gym, you know where the attachment points are. So you're really mindful of where they are and you can also like start to play around. Like once you get the concepts that we're going to be speaking about, you can apply the concepts to anything in the gym and yeah. you can start getting really creative and it's really fun. So I feel as well a thing with coaching is it can get repetitive. Like you can get – it can become Groundhog Day as well when you're not like constantly like learning new things or stimulating yourself. And so being able to do that, it just like it, – it creates so much more fun and we're going to do it in a way where you apply this into your training So that you can actually see how it works and see the difference in your exercise execution. And the way that you execute a movement can be like, you know, the difference between one result and another because it's intentional. A hundred percent. And I think that was, again, one of the things that I really took away from the mentorship. And I think people are going to love about this new course is as you said, anatomy and biomechanics and all of that kind of stuff can be really sort of confusing, especially if you're, if you haven't necessarily come from a super sort of sciencey brain. I know that was definitely the case for me. Like I came from a communications background. So anatomy stuff like was straight over my head. Um, But being, and it's all well and good to understand anatomy and understand like the names of different muscles or whatever. But if, if the if you don't understand how to apply it in the context mm. of programming, then it's just kind of like, okay, well, this information is like nice to know, I guess, if but you're not necessarily communicating, oh, like this is supination pronation to your clients. Like they don't care about that. They want to know how it's actually going to benefit them. Um, 
but even sort of learning about, you know, the short and medium length and range of the muscles and how you can modify certain exercises to bias one um, movement range more or resistance profiles of muscles and certain exercises and how you can play around with those. As you said, it gives you more variety in your training, but you can actually, it just makes it more effective because you're really intentionally choosing exercises um, to get your clients the results that they're looking for. And you're not just sort of picking, okay, here are five leg exercises um, for a leg day program that are all working, you know, the mid range quad um, and calling that a, Mm. calling that a program, which is definitely something that I probably used to do um, prior to the mentorship was just like picking leg exercises or doing supersets or whatever it is, but then you're just smashing one muscle group and then like they have to train seven more times that week to hit every other group. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's no shame in that because we've all started somewhere and we've mm. all been there. Um, and that's completely fine, but it's like, it's our responsibility to do our due diligence diligence to our clients and make sure that we're staying on top of things so that we are actually providing them with the best service and they're getting their money's worth as well so exactly you know what sorry my headphones just died (laughs) this sounds okay I'll just lean forward a little bit into the microphone Um, But just speaking about the different ranges of muscle groups as well, like that's 100% correct. What you were saying is we look at exercises as like, oh, this is quads, this is hamstrings, this is glutes, and we don't actually look at which range we're training them through. And Mm -hmm. so then we therefore start to double up on different exercises because they look different, but they're not actually training the same adaptation and we're not actually training the muscle or even the joints through their full range of motion, which we really want to do for, again, like functionality of the body. And even when I say functionality, it's integrating some function into your training because a lot of training actually breaks down the function of the body so that we can stimulate muscle growth and things like that. So The second half of the course really focuses on hypertrophy training and we do touch on all the major muscle groups, um, superficial muscle groups that we're able to target to actually put tension along the muscle fibers and build them in the most effective way. And, And doing that, we can also mitigate load through different ranges of motion as well. So, you know, for example, not putting and pairing a leg press with an RDL because they're both training the length and range of the quads. Once we start to realize what the resistance profiles are and where they're being placed along the length of the muscle. And then we can, yeah. And then we can really start to notice as well, you know, which lifts are heavily loaded, but which might place better tension along the muscle fibers for actually better stimulation than the ones that we think are actually contributing to the growth, which again, you're going to be able to pick the things on Instagram. You're going to see the, the exercise on Instagram and just be like, Oh my God, like you you slap yourself in the head, in the forehead or in the face, like, um, or you even just see it in a conventional gym. Like that's the best place to go and see like where 
did you get that from? Like, where did you learn that from? But when you understand these basics and when you understand these fundamentals, you'll be able, you won't be confused because I feel like a lot of people are looking for things and being like, well, how can I make things different? How can I change things up? And it's like, but this, it just doesn't make sense. And there's a reason why, and you're going to know that reason you're going to be able to think critically about things. So you see an exercise and we haven't touched on it in the course, you'll be able to critically think and be like, Hmm, that actually doesn't make sense because the resistance profile isn't matching the the direction of pull of the muscle. And it's not actually matching the strength curve curve either. Yeah. And you'll even be able to like, look at machines in the gym and be like, actually that machine just doesn't make sense the way it's set up. Like a lot of hamstring curls, as you know, you've learned, like if we're training the shortened position of the hamstring, they're not set up properly because flex at the hip. And if we want to train the shortened range of the hamstrings and a hamstring curl, we want to have that hip extension or, or at least a neutral hip. So we can change things up and we can change exercises up to target that and then we have the reasoning behind and and every exercise in a program should be justified like it should be justifiable why is that in there I want to know yeah exactly and I think this course is the perfect way to not only understand um and like depending on how you learn as well not only just sort of understanding the the why or the anatomy or the biomechanics but understanding how it is then applied to programming so that then when clients ask you why is this in there you can confidently say oh I put it in there because of this this and this um and then it also as you said makes the programming that you do like when you're sitting at home by yourself so much more efficient because you're like okay in this program, I want to have mid-range lengthened, shortened of like this, this, and this muscle group. Okay. Here's like my exercise bank of, of different example exercises. All right. I'm just going to take this one, this one, this one. Oh, I did this one in the last block. And I would, I think my client wants a bit more variety. Okay. I guess I'll do that one instead. And it just makes life so much easier. Um, but also more effective for your clients because they're going to get better results because nothing is redundant as you said yeah and it becomes like a puzzle so it come it becomes yeah. fun rather than like it just being like yeah. you know oh, I'm just going to repeat this program for this client because this this and this but it's like well actually how is this client different to this client and anatomically even as well what maybe slight changes in exercise execution do I want to give and what different cues do I want to give to this client as opposed to this client which you know we were speaking like going on from the movement preparation we skipped over the squat bench and deadlift biomechanics that we're going to be talking about because of our different structure, women as opposed to men, there are going to be more effective techniques for the squat bench and deadlift for women. Like if we're playing to our advantages, which are our levers, because obviously women can't create as much muscle mass as men um, due to our physiology as well. So we'll speak a little bit to the physiology. And so we really want to play to our advantages with our levers, you know, our lower body strength can be developed um, and muscle mass can be developed a lot 
better than our upper body strength due to our androgen receptors and the amount of androgens that we have, which are our male sex hormones. Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, the, the squat, the bench, the deadlift, there are going to be different techniques and then also different cues that are going to be more effective for women as opposed to men. So we're going to speak about those differences because, you know, you'll hear a lot of male coaches on the internet screaming certain cues and it's like this is for every everyone but it's actually not right and so like we're really like starting to individualize people and not put them in boxes which is super important because every just you know men and women are different but like even between individuals you know, there are going to be slight changes in in execution. And like, if you really want to be like the master of your craft and like the best in the industry, these are going to matter and these things are going to matter. So yeah, I'm super excited, as you can tell, to speak about it again, because it's been a long time since I've delivered like AWPT even. Um, And I'm really looking forward just to get nerdy with a whole bunch of coaches like both male and female we've got male coaches signed up um which I'm super excited about because you know we don't often see that yeah bunch um which is is great because you know there are a lot of male coaches out there and there are probably more females looking for personal training and coaching yeah yeah well even I mean we talked about this um a couple of weeks ago when it came to even the nutrition course and sort of talking about male coaches working with women on women's health issues and all of that kind of stuff. But I was even thinking when you were talking about the squat bench and dead lectures and the different cues that we use for men and women, I was thinking about like a sumo deadlift versus a conventional deadlift and why maybe a sumo is often a little bit easier for women to do versus conventional because of the way that we're structured. And I think in my experience that has sort of come about as, and we just sort of like recognize that, but don't necessarily know why, like we can be like, Oh, I can lift heavier in a sumo than I can in a conventional. Like um, maybe I'll just do that one more because it makes me feel stronger or whatever it is. Um, and then same with when I, when I do it with clients, they they notice it as well, but they don't necessarily understand why. And so we've got this firsthand experience of, you know, some exercises feel better done a certain way. Um, and while we don't know the why we can still feel on like a personal level that that is the case. Whereas obviously with male coaches, they've got their own experience of their own anatomy and their own physiology. And so they don't have that firsthand experience of those differences so the only way for them to learn and know maybe what cues are going to be better for for women is by doing a course like this that is such a great point tara well done thanks <laughs> and also i but think it, yeah, there is a lot of misconceptions about like even just talking about the sumo deadlift like there are a lot of misconceptions about how it should be um executed as well and you know there are even there are even differences between people like for example we generally think of a sumo deadlift as more of an anterior based exercise where the quads are the main driver so we're going through knee extension we're bringing our pelvis really close like our torso is is really upright there's little um 
you, there's less, I guess, activation required from the lats to keep the bar close because the bar is closer to the mm-hmm. pelvis anyway, unlike a sumo. So, you know, women in, sorry, a conventional, women may be limited by their upper body and lat strength in a conventional due to that reason. Yeah. However, even in myself, I can see that, and a lot of people think that a sumo is more glutes when it's actually not because you do go through more hip extension and the glutes are the strongest hip extender in a conventional deadlift. However, for me, like my setup, my mobility, like I know that my sumo deadlift is a little bit more hip flexion and I can't actually, because of my hip structure, get into that or my mobility as well, get into that position because it does require a lot of hip mobility. And Mm. therefore, you know, my lats are actually very strong and need to be very strong to be able to perform it that way because I am lifting heavier using that technique. And so I need to be able to to do that to protect my back as well, like to protect um, the sheer forces through my lumbar spine. Yeah, exactly. And even like, as you said, on that personal level, understanding, you know, how to modify certain exercises because you know one woman has longer levers and another woman doesn't and so understanding how you can make small sort of tweaks to make it the most effective for that individual client even if they are the same gender yeah for sure it's definitely you know I like I said at the very start I can't believe like I haven't brought this course out sooner um it's definitely something that I have spoken about a lot on my um Kayla Lee physio Instagram but now more so on the AWPT University Instagram page you would have seen like little swap reels and things Mm -hmm. like that that you know, it makes great content too. Like if you're, if you're stuck and you're um, struggling for content, like there is going to be plenty of content. And I really love that as well. And we, we spoke about this during the mentorship is like, share what you learn and put it into your own words and share it with your audience, because that is also going to be a really great way for you to learn. Like, you know, the theory you probably retain about 10, 20%, but then when you go and teach, it goes a lot higher. And then when you go and do it goes a lot more actually do and then teach because teaching is going to be the highest because you really need to understand something to teach it. So, you know, it's, it's really a win-win. Like there's, it's just, I think a no brainer, like there's no course out there currently like this that I know of in the industry that's talking about these uh, unique differences that are just going to make like you into such a more, like you said, confident and competent coach in the long run. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the applied nature of any of the AWPT coaches, it it can be the content that you learn is applied in so many different ways. It's applied in the way that you program for yourself, the way that you execute exercises for yourself. It's, you know, applied when you're taking notes during the course, when it's, when it's happening. And then, as you said, it's applied when you're explaining it to clients or explaining it to other people. And even like the conversations that you then have with fellow coaches, understanding, like, this is something that I've experienced a lot is if I'm talking to a coach that has maybe got a physio background or got an exercise and sports science background. So their education is a bit deeper than mine because they've gone through a university rather than a cert. 
doing courses like this makes you feel more confident and competent when you're having those kind of conversations and they are throwing those like anatomy and biomechanic kind of terminology at you, which you otherwise just wouldn't know. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, the, the jargon. So if, um, you know, if you're, if you're worried like about the jargon and things like that, all the terms, like I really feel like my talent and superpower is actually explaining things simply. So I will use the terminology, but I'll also explain what that means as well. And, you know, I found that this was something that I really had to learn and do during university because the way that other people and other educators explain things, I was like, that you're making it so much more complicated than it needs to be. And that is actually not that difficult, to be honest. There's a lot that you need to know, um, but it's actually not that difficult once you know it. Like once you know the like attachment points and things like, you know, there is a lot, there's a lot of muscles, there's a lot of attachment points, a lot of actions, like things like that. But it's actually not difficult to learn. I think a lot of people and educators just make it more difficult than it needs to be, probably just to sound smart, to be honest, because of their own ego. And so I really just wanted to create something that just says things in layman's terms and simple terms. Like it doesn't need to be dragged out over two semesters like at university it is a 10-week course like you know we're going to be going fast but you're going to have access to it forever you can go back you know we're going to make it really interactive we're going to make it um so that you're able to take things and go and use them straight away in the gym yeah, exactly. And in if you sign up for the first round, you'll also have access to the handbook and the textbook, won't you? Oh, my goodness. Yes, this textbook has been a long time in the making. This is going to be your ultimate coaching resource for the rest of your coaching career. It's going to be something that you can just go back to and you've got all the anatomy graphics, you've got all the um, labels for the, the, where the muscles attach, you've got their actions there. You've got, you know, how to overlay different resistance profiles. We go through all the terminology, all that sort of stuff. And, um, I'm so super proud of this and yeah, you guys are going to get first access to like the entire thing, um, which is really, really cool. Yes. No, I'm so excited. And I think people are going to get so much value out of both the course and then the textbook. And then if you sign up for the course, you get the textbook anyway, which is amazing. Um, But I think that is the perfect place to wrap up today's episode. We definitely covered a lot and there's little sort of sneak peeks into the stuff that's going to be covered in the course, like those conversations about deadlifts, like those conversations about certain um, movements and cues and all of that kind of stuff in the movement prep. So if you are interested in signing up for this course, we do start next week. Kayla, do you want to give um, everyone the information of how to sign up, when it starts, all of that good stuff? Yeah, so the easiest way is probably going to the AWPT University Instagram page and the links are all in the bio there. Um, We've also got the the website, so www.awptuniversity.com and all the courses are hosted on the website there. So super simple, super easy. Um, You know, the price of the course, the investment is like 
insane for what you get this first round. We've actually like it's valued at over three thousand dollars, and it's it's less than fifty percent of that right now um, because we really just yeah. want to like we're just so confident in this course and that you know obviously launching the first one you know we want to have as many and make it accessible to everyone really because a lot of courses like they just start going upwards of like $1,500 and you know it's not accessible to everyone and I really want these courses to be accessible to coaches because you know like it's it's just going to start your journey like this investing journey that you're going to be going on in your entire life and yeah we really want to support the betterment of the industry and especially for women so it may not be this price in a couple of rounds like even probably next round um and you're getting that textbook included which is like I mean insane value what's gone into that textbook yeah it's like next level so yeah you're going to get that and you're going to get to keep that forever and and utilize it for the rest of your career so yeah Yeah. I'm super excited amazing and we will have the direct link to the women's physiology and programming course or biomechanics and programming course in the link in the show notes so you can also go directly from the podcast um but otherwise team thank you so much for listening to another week of the awpt podcast i will be back in your ears next week and we will chat to you then thank you thank you for listening to the awpt podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content